Hello, this is Jessica Jimeno, and you are listening to Flip Switch, the podcast and blog that helps teens and 20-somethings understand depression and bipolar disorder. Today we continue actress Patty Duke's story with more scenes from her best-selling autobiography, Call Me Anna. After hearing these scenes, we'll unpack three lessons for people fighting mental illness and those who love them. An interview with Academy Award winner Patty Duke, who has bipolar disorder, is in the current issue of BP Magazine, aka Bipolar Magazine. I could not put down Duke's autobiography the first time I read it, whether it was her mother's undiagnosed depression or living with stage managers John and Ethel Ross, who abused her and squandered her wealth, Duke's life was never easy. While her life is full of trials, it is ultimately marked by hope, hope and resilience. As you hear her story, I hope that you find the strength to carry on, no matter how heavy your burdens are, whether you have bipolar disorder, depression, or another mental illness. Just think, if she can overcome all that, then I can get up and face the day. In the reenactments, I will be playing Patty Duke. And now, scenes from Call Me Anna. Scene 1. This scene involves a 20-something Patty wearing severely mismatched clothes and delivering a disjointed speech on live national TV. Came get ready time on the evening of the Emmys, and my mother began crying. I tried to get her dressed, but each piece of clothing involved a 20-minute coaching job from me. When she was finally finished, she became even more distraught. She didn't like the dress. She didn't want to wear it. She didn't even want to go. I was so hurt, so angry. I did a lot of begging, and she continued to stare into space. And then, finally, I said, All right, damn it, here, you wear my dress, which she said she liked. And I said, I'll wear something else. And while she was changing into my dress, it was as if something snapped. I went to the closet and pulled out the most ridiculous-looking combination of stuff to wear. An evening dress, topped by a crocheted long sweater, and then tied around the waist with some red yarn. It was really bizarre. By the time we arrived at the ceremony, I was very wired. There was some kind of momentum growing in me. And then, I won. I can't exactly describe what happened between my sitting there, hearing my name read, and my acceptance speech. John's death and the whole Ross experience came back to me. The fact that I was pregnant and unmarried scared me. My mother had finally come to an award ceremony where I'd won, and she didn't seem to care. All these thoughts were like a bunch of old hag demons pulling and tugging at me, and I kept trying to hang on. I've seen a tape of that acceptance speech, and though I really wasn't as nuts as people later talked about, it was obvious something was wrong with me. I tried to talk in metaphor, and that didn't work. I wanted to be gracious to the other women who'd been nominated, but it didn't come out right. The publicist had tried to keep me from going to the press area, but the flow just pushed me there. Then I was up on the platform, answering questions angrily and accusingly, telling the world I was rejecting the award. I said I was getting out of show business. I was going to be a doctor. It was as if some other creature took over inside of me and was picking answers out of the air. The more outrageous, the better. Scene 2. This scene involves an adult, Patty, 
with her two young sons at home one night about a possible home invasion. The difference lithium has made in my life starts with the absolute basics. Being able to get up in the morning and not be afraid, not having the very first thought in my head when I wake up, and the very last thought before I go to sleep be of death. I have a sense of self-control in every area of my life. Control of eating habits, sleeping habits, money spending. Even something as simple as listing 10 things and doing them used to be impossible for me. The only people who would probably give a bigger testimonial for lithium than me are my kids. These are the people who witnessed and suffered the most during those times when their mother was out of control. One night, a few months after I'd begun with lithium, it was around midnight, and I kept hearing a thumping from the wall my bedroom shares with Sean's. I opened the door and saw a person half in and half out of Sean's window, and I let out the most blood-curdling, unearthly scream. The person dropped to the ground, and I ran to the front door and started screaming, Call the police! Call the police! Then, as the intruder fled around the corner, I recognized his shirt and realized it belonged to one of Sean's friends. On my way to Sean's room, I ran smack into Mackenzie, who was sobbing. <laughs> mommy, 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 what happened? It's okay. I thought it was a burglar. Oh, thank God. I thought you forgot to take your lithium. Scene 3. Patty, in her mid-30s, is rudely awakened with dire premonitions. I woke up one morning feeling very restless in needing to talk to my mother, who was living with my sister Carol in upstate New York. I called and asked Carol, What's the matter with Mama? Something's bothering me. It turned out that my mother had become so severely depressed she had to be hospitalized at a psychiatric facility. I told Carol, It's my turn now. I'll take over. I called Dr. Arlen and told him what was happening. Then I called my mother, and her voice sounded so weak. It was as if she were willing herself to die. I flew to New York. I took my mother's hand and said, You have to come with me. You have to trust me. I can help you. We flew back to California, and with Dr. Arlen's help, she made a complete turnaround in only four weeks. At times I lament that it took 70 years for her to finally get a lease on life, but on the other hand, it's certainly better that it happened late than never. She lives in her own apartment near my house, and she's a delight to have around. We laugh and have great times together. Having this reconciliation with my mother has been a kind of ultimate satisfaction for me. And now, three lessons from Call Me Anna. Lesson number one. You can bounce back from embarrassing moments. Stress and mental illness will sometimes lead to embarrassing moments at school, work, or other public places. So you had a breakdown and cried in front of your classmates in PE class. Or you started clapping and singing in church when you were manic during communion. I know, you want to crawl in a box and hide from the world for six months until they completely forget what happened. But just remember... Every embarrassing moment in Patty Duke's life was either on TV or on the cover of a magazine. Her breakups? On the cover of tabloids. Her bad speech at the Emmys? Live. On TV. For millions of people. Duke bounced back after that Emmy night, and she went on to win more awards. Lesson number two. Take your medication if prescribed. 
The burglary scene illustrates this lesson in an entertaining way. When Patty tells her son that she thought there was a burglar in the house, the little boy is relieved. He would rather have a burglar than his mother without lithium. Non-compliance is not an option. Medication can be the difference between death and life. Patty Duke was a much better mother after she started lithium, and she would not have the full life that she has now as a beloved grandmother and a woman who's been happily married for the past 25 years if she did not comply with the treatment, taking medication, and seeing her doctor. Lesson number three, forgive others. Few people can claim they have been wronged in as many ways as Ms. Duke can, but she does not wallow in her pain. Instead, she uses her pain to help others. All of us have been wronged, whether it's people who discriminated against us because of our mental illness, or people closest to us who made us feel alone when we needed them most. But we must remember that we too have wronged others. Patty's sons forgave her for her pre-diagnosis days. Because Patty extended the same grace she received, Patty had a joyful reconciliation with her mother. To conclude, today we learned three things. First, you can bounce back from embarrassing moments. Second, take your medication. Third, forgive others. When you feel like you're drowning in your sorrows, remember Patty Duke. If she overcame all manner of adversity, you too can get up and face the day. Before the next podcast, you can always hear other podcasts and read my blogs on the FlipSwitch page at www.bpkids.org forward slash FlipSwitch forward slash podcast. Leave a comment. Be heard. Until next time, this is Jessica Jimeno signing off and saying thank you for listening to FlipSwitch.